You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Inflation in South Africa has soared to a 13-year high. It came in at 7.4% and I suppose it's all to do with fuel and food price inflation. That will be confirmed or denied by Annabel Bishop, who's the chief economist at Investec in Johannesburg. Not really a surprise, Annabel, because we expected it. But when you look at the numbers, you think, goodness me, how far can this go? I think that's right, Lindsay. You know, very high inflation and, of course, obviously anticipated by the markets. The Bloomberg consensus was 7.3, so 7.4%, you know, is, is, is not going to cause a great upset from that perspective. But, of course, you know, if we actually have a look at where we've come from, if we look in January at the start of this year, CPI inflation in South Africa was at 5.7%. And of course, now it's at 7.4%. So you can see how the um, six months, the first half of this year, saw a very rapid acceleration in inflation in South Africa. And for a number of reasons we can unpack a bit later, the mm. second half of the year I don't think is going to see such a rapid pace of acceleration. You know, in other words, I don't think we're going to see inflation trying to move towards 10%. I think if anything, it's really going to um, probably stay below 8% in the second half of this year. And of course, we've actually got a peak. Um, Investec sees inflation peaking at 7.8% in October. Which isn't bad, considering that in the United States of America, it's at 9.1%, having risen from 8.6% the previous month. Uh, in the United Kingdom, uh, certain economists are projecting it goes to between 10 and 11%. So in fact, in fact, South Africa, you know, for an emerging market economy with a relatively, um, not unstable uh, economy, but certainly an economy that's not firing on all cylinders, is actually doing quite well. I think from an inflation perspective, but you know, the, the key point here, if we have a look at this figure, it's all being driven by supply side pressure. So we're not seeing really much on the demand side coming through. And of course, that's been a feature for South Africa for quite a while. It's part of the suppressed um, economic environment, the weak growth. And, you know, if we do look at the... Um, CPI inflation rate, the core rate that excludes food and non-alcoholic beverages, fuel, energy prices, etc. That's about four and a half percent. So it's very close to the midpoint of South Africa's inflation target of you know four and a half percent, and it really just shows you that you know demand side pressures are, are very contained in South Africa. Okay, so what you're saying is that we're not going to usurp the eight percent level. That's what you and your team at Investec have uh, not cast in stone, but you've certainly noted it. Is that because the 7.4% that we've just seen is because of base effects and therefore inflation and in food prices and fuel prices are going to have to rise at a greater rate in order to exceed that 8%? Yes, that's part of the reason. Look, I think, you know, what's quite key at the moment is if we look at August, um, August is actually seeing a petrol price cut building in South Africa, quite substantial cuts on the petrol and diesel front. Hmm. So July, of course, we saw big fuel price increases in South Africa, and we actually expect CPI inflation will remain around 7.4%. And those are the base effects you're talking about, you know. So the first half of this year, inflation was very subdued in the first half of 2021. And of course, because inflation is a year-on-year measure, the rapid, um, you know, cost of pressures that we saw in our first half of 2022 were exacerbated by these low statistical base effects. Now, in July, of course, last year, we saw electricity price hikes and some other price pressures. And that's really going to counter much of these statistical base effects. And that's why we think inflation is probably going to remain at a similar level. It might tick up to 7.5%, but nothing dramatic, you know, for, for July so far. And, of course, from August, as we said, look, we're two-thirds of the way through um, July at the moment. And of course, the um, 
previous month's movements in the exchange rate and petroleum product prices determines the next month's um, change in diesel and petrol. And of course, that really means that what happens over July determines August's diesel and petrol prices. As I said earlier, they're actually looking at um, a significant cut. So, you know, the bottom line is um, we, we probably are going to see more modest um, price pressures from August onwards. We're looking at about 0.5% um, month-on-month inflation. And of course, if we actually have a look at the figure that we saw released today for June, that saw 1.1% month month inflation and July is likely to see similar because of the um, fuel price hikes but really going into August and onwards for the rest of this year we expect inflation will see much more modest pressures. It's not going to collapse yet we're not um, at the point where we could obviously see a significantly lower inflation yet because the um, weak uh, inflation environment of 2021 in the second half of the year does continue um, to push some base effects through from August onwards. But of course, we are seeing a moderation coming through on Brent oil prices, and that's because of fears of global recession. And in fact, food prices, well, global um, agricultural food commodity prices from um you know, the international environment's effect on South Africa's food prices, they actually saw a contraction in June and a bit of a contraction in July. So there's an expectation we might see um, less pressure coming through from those sources in the second half of this year. Quite right. I mean, I look at the international food prices and every other commodity price every single day. And at one stage, the wheat price, for example, which was the poster commodity for the Ukraine-Russia conflict, it went to nearly $13 a bushel on the Chicago Board of Trade. It's now around about $8 per bushel, which is a really, really big fall. And it's come back to where it was pre-war. So, yes, food prices have come down and commodity prices in general have come down. Now, the people that are at the MPC, the Monetary Policy uh, Committee of the South African Reserve Bank, may not be as clever as you, but they're probably looking at the same sort of things that you've just mentioned. In other words, in August, the market is starting to factor in a fuel price fall. That will obviously affect their interest rate decisions because they look forward, they don't look back. What do you think they're going to do? So so we think that when they provide the outcome of their meeting tomorrow when they announce the change in the interest rate, they're going to hike by 50 basis points. And that was pretty much uh, factored in by the markets as well. But interestingly, forward rate agreements in the financial markets, the um, FRAC curve, that's starting to factor in a 75 basis point hike now. And of course, the South African Reserve Bank does tend to follow quite closely what the markets expect, what the FRAC curve expects at that point of the meeting. So in other words, if the FRAC curve expects interest rates to be 50 or 75 basis points higher as a consequence of the July NPC meeting, then they tend to often meet that outcome or that expectation with their outcome. And of course, you know, at the moment now, um, we do have that 50 basis point hike fully factored into markets. But of course, you know, concerns that we might get a 75 basis point lift instead, because that's what the United States is doing in terms of its interest rate hikes. If they don't move by a similar amount, we could see substantial rad weakness that in turn could feed back into inflation. I think the key point is that, you know, they're certainly going to hike. We're seeing second round effects coming through from inflation. We're seeing concerns that these high inflation rates will become embedded in the system. Remember, PPI inflation is at 15%. Yes. And of course, you know, that worries the Reserve Bank from a um, wage price spiral perspective. So, so you know, we do have a 50 basis point hike planned for, uh, expected for tomorrow. And I think, you know, while there's at risk of the 75 basis points, I think the Reserve Bank's also planning further out as well. They're looking at when inflation is expected to peak. And of course, they can really only influence inflation six to 12 months out. And of course, what the impact is going to be um, 
also on GDP growth as well, because next year there's great expectations that we could see a recession in the first half of 2023. And that, of course, is really the period where the interest rate changes would start to have, um, you know, a significant effect. But really 12 to 18 months out is, is, is where the strongest effect of interest rate changes are. So I think from that perspective, it does seem more likely they'll do a 50 basis point hike. But, you know, there is very much the, the risk that they might follow the um, Federal Reserve Bank more closely. And of course, you know, obviously, substantial currency weakness does have an impact for inflation as well. Yeah, I don't think 75 basis points is really the style that we've become accustomed to from Elisecha Kanyago, the South African Reserve Bank uh, Governor. I, I'm with you on this one, Annabelle, I think 50 basis points. Thank you so much for your analysis. That's Annabelle Bishop, the Chief Economist at Investec in Johannesburg. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.